Welcome, America. This is your one and only evil host, Lucifer himself, on Hell's Podcast 666-HOT. Don't be afraid, my children. Lucifer loves you all. Tonight, people, this episode is going to be called Story Time with Lucifer. Now, if you sissified kids are listening and you get scared at a boo or a bump in the night, I'd advise you not to listen to this program tonight. But all my children and my followers, pull you up a chair and sit down and love my story time. A young boy, back in the 80s, very troubled, mentally, mentally and physically abused, he didn't know where to turn. He really had nobody to talk to. His mother loved him to death, but he was a handful. He would talk to her and he would get advice, but for the most of the time, he really couldn't talk to nobody. He prayed to God for forgiveness, for guidance. God, please put me on the correct path. I believe I strayed from the path. I am lost. I do not know what way to turn. Well, after weeks and weeks of this young boy going out late at night, and asking God and praying to God, he gave up because he came to the realization, people, that God was not going to answer him. Why did God not answer him, people? Because God has hatred for the young boy. The young boy starts reading. He researches other ways. He communicates with the world of the dead. He tried it once. He didn't do it right. He got a few black candles, translated some Latin, spoke aloud certain words, the night air became cold as ice. And this is in the middle of summertime, people. 
was in the middle of summertime, and you know, summertime's hot as hell. It was cold. The wind was so cold. A very foul stench was in the air. He recognized the smell from a few years earlier. You know how your brain never really forgets a certain traumatic event that you've been through? Well, this young boy, he remembered this. He got kind of scared. drew his knife from the knife sheath on the side. He walked around. He saw a shadowy figure down the end of the alley, just standing there. He was kind of puzzled for a second. How could this figure be so dark and at the end of the alley was lit up like daytime? He decided to walk down that way. The figure disappeared and ended up in the backyard of his parents' home. He went in. He was very verbal, but he was quiet because the fear that his father might come out and whoop his ass for being out that late. Well, he introduced himself to the shadowy figure. The shadowy figure responds by extending his arm and offering his hand. The boy takes his hand and shakes his hand. The shadowy figure speaks of his name. Says, I am in the Bible, my child. I am not God. I am not Jesus Christ. I am the most beautiful angel from heaven. I am the very first the young boy recalled in split seconds what the shadowy figure was referring to in the Bible. And if you don't understand that, people, look in the Bible. You will understand who the first angel was. We'll be right back after this short message. We're back, America. Story time with Lucifer. I hope you are enjoying my podcast tonight. The young man, young boy, he considered himself a young man because of all the trauma and torment he endured and overcome in his 
springings up. Now, the young boy who's shaking the shadowy figures and he says, can we be friends? The shadowy figure responds, yes, we are friends. You do not know it yet, little fella, that we are already friends. I have been watching you for a long, long time and seeing the pain and the torment you've been put through. You're going through every day of your life. You are being denied the privileges of a young fellow growing up in this God-forsaking town. The young boy kind of smiled. Strangely, for some reason, he fully understood what the shadowy figure was saying. The shadowy figure says, little boy, be brave and trust within me. Go upon this journey I have laid out for you. Go on the adventure. Enjoy a show. The young boy was kind of leery about that. He wasn't really sure what the figure was speaking of when he said the show. So, the figure says, once you embrace the darkness, I will send you a friend. So, being happy with that, that he will have a friend, he walks down the road see some local law enforcement officials out and about, knowing if he would be caught out that hour of night, that they would bring him in and contact his parents, and he'd be in a world of shit. So he dips in through alleyways, jumps fences, goes through people's yards, even hides under a swimming pool or two. He decides to continue on with the journey. Every so far, at the corner of his eye, he can see the shadowy figure walking with him. So therefore, figure speech-wise, the shadowy figure is walking side by side with him through his journey through the night. He goes to the local cemetery because he has loved ones there that he truly missed. 
he goes and visits their last resting place. He talks to his grandmother, which he terribly misses. He misses this woman with every fiber of his being. He gets no response. He figures she might be asleep or be with her husband in the spirit world. So he's cool with that. He kisses his hand and touches her headstone. That's his way of pretty much kissing her on the cheek. He says, I'll be back. He proceeds on down the little roadway in the cemetery. Comes around the bend in the road. It's a little dark. There's a little light protruding down through the trees. The shadowy figure, he could tell right away it was of a female. You know, how the, the shapes and all that. You understand. But anyhow, he walks up with the tiniest bit of fear in his heart. But his heart was so overwhelmed with anger and with despair, with such loneliness. He said, the hell with it. He walked a little closer and he stopped. The shadowy figure come out into the light. There was the very beautiful red-haired girl, pale skin that he had ever seen in his life. His heart started racing, his pecker got hard, and he was like, hello, my name, and he spoke of his name. He says, I'm not here to hurt you, I just want a friend. She spoke up and said, my name is Anna. And I do not fear you because I know you are my friend. Your search is over. Come hold my hand. Walk with me amongst the graves. So the little boy said, the hell with it. Let's do this. He took his, her hand into his hand, noticing right away it was ice cold, but soft to the touch, which really made his pecker hard. They looked at one another. He looked into her black eyes. They smiled at each other. She says, come with me on a journey. I will set you free. He listened to what she had to say. 
her instructions was quite clear. Believe in her, follow her into the beauty of the night. They walked straight into the shadows. The young boy was amazed at everything he saw. The young boy wasn't really frightened anymore. He was liking what he saw. All the horrible, satanic imagery flashing everywhere. The young girl, she was probably a few years older than he, sensed he was a little worried. With her thumb, she gently rubbed his hand. She says, fear not, my little friend. You are with me in my home. You will not be harmed. Enjoy the beauty which is hell. The young boy looked at her with his eyes so big. He says, so this is really hell? The young girl smiled so pretty and said, yes, it is. Stay with me. Walk with me through the flames. The young boy was kind of concerned about that. Then because fire burned your dick off. You know what I'm saying? She said, you will not be harmed. Believe in me. Show me your love. I will show you love and keep you free from harm. So they walked through the flames. The young boy in his mind thought, My goodness, this is going on forever. The young girl looked at him and smiled and said, Hell is forever. Can we be a couple? The young boy was like, well, hell yeah. I'm horny as fuck. I want to get a nut. Huh? But he just really couldn't put the move on her right away because he was trying to be respectful. And, uh, he thought she might have been some bitch from out of town. Which, you know, she was from out of town, all right. She was from my town. Why don't you move to my town, people? So therefore, they walk through the flames. They come to this little run-down shack out in the wilderness, kind of up on a hill. The moonlight shining bright. The fog was thick as hell. She clicked her finger. The fog lifted. There was a blanket, a plaid blanket to be precise. And on that plaid blanket was a picnic basket. It looked like it was made of like old uh, grapevines. 
it caught his attention. Huh, they're gonna be food. <laughs> this hungry motherfucker gonna eat. So he politely held her by the hand as she sat gently and properly on the picnic blanket. He sat down beside her. She said, are you hungry? The boy, he was like, I was, but I'm really hungry for something else. The young girl looks at him and smiles. She says, I know exactly what you mean. She says, partake with me in a fine bottle of my family wine. He's like, hell yeah, I'll drink some wine. She drank some wine, and you know what happened. She just smiled. They shared wine together. He started having visions of all the bad shit that was going on right Being aggravated by this, the young boy gets up and slowly starts walking away, saying quite a few choice words I might have. She says, no, don't leave me. You're to be with me forever. She gives chase to him through the cemetery. He finally stops because he thought she got lost in the cemetery. He thought, fuck it, I'll just go home. Then he said, no, the hell with that. I'm going to look for this pretty motherfucker. So he starts walking through the cemetery. He sees multiple shadows in the shadows. He gets on high alert. He puts his hand on the knife blade and the sheath on his hip. He's ready to rock and roll, ready to slice and dice, and run like a motherfucker. Well, a strange feeling come over him. And this voice in his head said, do not have no fear. We are not here to hurt you. You will be with us sooner or later. Come and drink more wine with your newfound friend. So he felt at ease. He and her sat back down on the pic- on the plaid blanket, having their little picnic. Such a beautiful night. He could smell the smell of rotting meat. The smell of sulfur in the air. It was still on back burner, but he knew there wasn't nothing to fear. He says, so where do you live? She says, I live in a very dark place with a lot of torment. 
and he says, well, shit, I'm, I'm kind of living there myself. She says, I know this, but if you follow our way, you will not have to deal with that no longer. Well, being the tortured young man that he was, he decided, I really don't have another option. I'm going to go for this. So they started drinking a little more wine. He felt more relaxed. Kind of like, um, like he had the feeling that he was on ecstasy. Like that out-of-body feeling that, that was just beautiful. He was so relaxed. He felt all the love and the warmth coming from her cold body. Her pale skin, her beautiful, long, curly red hair. They gazed into one another's eyes. They laid down upon the plaid picnic blanket. He kind of laid on her beside her. You know what I'm saying. He uh, went in for the kiss. They kissed and kissed passionately. It seemed like for hours. It probably was only for 20, 30 minutes. And the young man started kissing all over her neck, rubbing her in her forbidden places. You know what I'm talking about, people. She acknowledged his advances with all the love in her black eyes. She says, please don't stop. Please take off my panties. Show me the love you have for me. So being a fan of his father's porno collection, at a young age, he knew what she was meaning. We'll be right back after this short message. So as the night progressed on, they got hot and sweaty and very, very sticky ladies. Being tired after what it seemed like to be for many hours through the night of having passionate and rough and violent sex. She looks into his eyes and says, I will see you again soon, my friend. He was like, what? Where, where the hell are you going? She says, my handsome young friend, you will see me again. I must return home to hell. He looks, she's no longer there. He's like, what the fuck? He searches for her for like a half an hour. He couldn't find hiding her hair rubbing. And he says, fuck it. I'm going to go back to the picnic. There was still wine in that bottle. 
it went back. The plaid blanket was gone. The picnic basket was gone. There was a paper note on the ground beside a bottle. The paper note had written on it in red ink. My love, enjoy the rest of my family wine. I will see you again soon. I will come to you. Much love. So he started walking. Squeezes dick a couple times. Thought, damn, that was the finest pussy I've had in my life. Well, he started drinking the rest of the wine. He went through the town. A few police officers chased him because they had him up with an open container. He threw the bottle, took off running like grease lightning. He gave him the slip. He went into the bedroom window of his bedroom at his parents' house. He slipped into the bathroom, brushed his teeth, and used mouthwash for like a half an hour to get the liquor or the alcohol smell off of his breath. He noticed that his father was getting up. So he decided to hide tell it to the bed. Well, good thing that they wasn't having school that day. They had the day off. So he said, fuck it, I'm locking my door and I'm sleeping in. The whole time he was sleeping, he could see all these bad events replaying through his mind. And he could see the dark figure appear and said, you need not to worry, little man. You're with us now. We will protect you. So he's like, hell yeah. So he was in a deep sleep. He woke up hours later, all rested, refreshed, come out, had lunch, went out back messing around, smoked a cigarette while his mama wasn't out there, slapped the sisters around a couple few times. He decided, oh, I'm going to go tell my mama, I'm going to get on my bicycle and take me a ride. So he rides down to the local river, finds an area that had been used for a satanic ritual. He goes and investigates the area. Big old pentagram dug in the ground. These big, monstrous black candles about half burnt. All of a sudden, these figures come out of the wooded area at the river as the candles lit on their own. They said, what's up, Holmes? There's Mexicans, whites, couple blacks. He didn't really care. He just wanted to know what the fuck was going on. He was told 
identify these people. You're not alone. The shadowy figure appeared and said, This one is our new king in time. He was kind of baffled by that, but he kind of knew what the dude was saying. Well, shit went on. This, that happened. He ended up waking up in his own bed the same day. Everything was the same. Had the same line. Slapped his sister around. And remember that he told his mommy he's going to ride his bike. But he looked down at his shoes because he was still laying in bed. All right, and uh, his shoes is all muddy and dirty. And he was like, What the fuck? So he decides to take off. He gets a few acquaintances. Time goes on. The pain and torture happens again and again. He does a few ritual prays. The young girl comes back, but much older. She says, my love, I've been away for a while. I know what is happening. Hold my hand. Walk with me through the shadows and feel my love. This happened. Everything changed. He no longer put up with the mental and physical abuse. He became a much larger younger fella, very strong, violent, and just would not accept no as an answer. He wanted something, he went out and got it. He put up with nobody's shit. And his father that mentally and physically abused him continued for a short time to mentally abuse him. But then that stopped when he was standing on the bed over his father with a wooden ball bat going to smash his head in. What happened? He saw his father's eyes with wide, wide open. He's like, please, son, go back to bed. I'm sorry. He just kind of smiled at his father. Then the black, shadowy figure appeared at the window and said, you must come outside. So he went outside. He says, it'll be all right. 
he won't remember none of that. We'll be right back after the short break. Welcome back, America. Hell's Podcast. 666 Hot. Story time with Lucifer. Yes, this is my boys, Pantera. Cowboys from Hell. I hope you are enjoying tonight's podcast. So as the young boy started transforming into a young man, he made friends, he made enemies, he made acquaintances. There were people that would not cross him because they knew he would not put up with that shit. For the young man goes through life, this job, that job, this relationship, that relationship, all kinds of chaos. Life was good for a while. He had everything he wanted. Money, nice clothes, vehicles, homes out of the way where people didn't know him. Women, oh my God, the women were phenomenal. Anything this young man wanted, it was done on the spot. No questions asked, no hesitation. And a lot of the women done the shit with straight pride and prejudice, let me tell you. For the young man, meets this woman. Well, this young female. They get together, they have a couple kids, they get married. She turns out to be a cheating ass whore. Takes his children from him, puts him through all kind of hell. And it's all unnecessary. All she had to do if she wanted to leave was just say, see ya, I'm out of here. It wouldn't have been so bad on the young man. Well, this all led to years of alcohol abuse, drug abuse, violence. Then the shadowy figure appears to him. In a motel room, after he'd done been shacked up with this woman for a few days, he says, uh, he sits down in this chair in the corner of the room where it's kind of dark. The young man sits down, cracks open the whiskey bottle, fires up a joint, and he says, you're my friend from long ago. He says, yes, my young man. We need to talk. He says, what do we need to talk about, bruh? He says, we need to talk about who I am and who you are to become. The young man was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? He says, we need to talk and clarify it up in your brain. 
who I am and who you are to become. He's God, I'm wrestling. He says, pass that joint over here, motherfucker. So he passed in the joint, poured in a big old fucking cup of whiskey. They started laughing, kicking it, telling dirty jokes, tag teamed the woman in bed. Oh, it was a fun, fiery, sex-filled night. The smell of sex and liquor and marijuana was in the air. They stepped outside, taking a little walk. The shadowy figure starts getting a little less shadowy. Starts becoming a little clearer. Shadowy figure says, I am the God of hell. You know me, boy. You are me. I am real. I hope you fucking liked my story time, bitches. You just heard the life story of Mr. Lucifer himself. <laughs> I don't care if you fucking like it or not, bitches. Fucking ladies and germs. The devil always loves you. I pray for your souls. <laughs> Lucifer loves you, my children. Everyone loves Lucifer. This is ACDC Highway to Hell. Some beautiful people, beautiful music. This is Lucifer saying, I hope you appreciated, enjoyed story time with Lucifer. I hope to hear from you fuckers. Drop me a line on this shit, dude. Come on now. Lucifer loves his followers. Um, bitches. <laughs>